Hello, hello, hello. What's up, people? This is Rex, and this is podcast log number two. This is the bi-weekly segment. Um, for the bi-weekly segment, it is just an update on what I've been doing in the outdoors. And make sure to check out Yazbek wetsuits. I've spoke about them in the previous log. They, I mean, I finally received it in the mail. It's December 11th. And the first one that came in the mail wasn't quite the right fit. Just to make sure I didn't use the wetsuit and, you know, you know, make it not look new. Gave Roger Yazbek a call. Uh, great customer service. Um, since he was close by, I headed up to Redondo Beach to his house. Um, hung out there for a little bit. He found the perfect fit, fit for me um, for the wetsuit. And let me tell you, uh, there's a reason why you pay extra for these wetsuits because uh, you're paying for that comfortable fit. You know, you could be in the water. I, I mean, I've had the wetsuit for three days. I've dove every day since I've had it. And I was spending about four to five hours in the water. And I think in Southern California right now, it's ranging from 62 to 64 degrees. So it is pretty cold. So yeah, I just wanted to touch bases on that because um, last, you know, log, it was letting you know that I got the wetsuit. Man, uh, it's a great company. In no way um, am I supported by them. I'm just saying it because it's, I like to represent good stuff. Um the difference between this particular wetsuit that I had, um, not to get very uh, specific on diving, if you are a diver, uh, you'll understand this, but neoprene open cell wetsuits usually come in a dark uh, black colored neoprene on the inner lining of the wetsuit or the entire inner part of the wetsuit. Um, this type of rubber, I could best relate it to like the rubber on a Vans skateboard shoe. It's very... Uh, it's very grippy, so if you rub it on your leg hair, it, it you know it doesn't feel good. It chafes and it just grips onto you. So that's why you have to use lube to put these wetsuits on. Um, uh, Yazbek wetsuits they do offer a titanium neoprene on the inside, which is the same material, except they do cover it. They coat it in a silver titanium. Don't ask me what it is exactly, but I will say it is a lot easier to be putting on, taking off. It has a lot more elasticity, and overall, it's just gonna last the wetsuit longer. It's gonna last. Have you can have a wetsuit for a longer amount of time because um, these wetsuits do wear out. It's not like a surf wetsuit. Um, it's less durable than that. They do rip, and they you, there's constant maintenance on these wetsuits. But on the positive side, if you've never worn one before, you put one on, and it just makes all the difference. It makes everything worth it. All the trouble. And you're looking about, uh, these wetsuits can range from about $350 to $500. I mean, they're not cheap. And if you want to be putting on the titanium neoprene uh, inner lining, that you're looking at another $50, $60 plus uh, on top of that. Um, worth it, worth it, worth it. Go with the titanium neoprene. It's worth the money. So like I said, this was the day three uh, of ha owning the wetsuit, and I have dove every single day. Um, the first day, uh, it was great visibility. Um, it was sad to say that all of these fires and high Santa Ana winds that are going on in uh, Los Angeles, uh, if you are 
familiar with the oceans in Southern California, they every time the Santa Ana winds come, which is dry desert heat, for some reason, and I'm not a scientist, but the water just gets crystal clear and it just makes just smoking good diving. So the first day I went out, um, I was just getting used to the wetsuit and feeling it out, worked great pretty comfortable you know and had there, there I've had a hiatus from diving so you know just getting used to it next thing you know uh got two spiny California spiny lobster which I was stoked about because lobster is good and when you grab them out of holes man it just feels much more satisfying and when you cook those they just taste that much better so the difference, um, some of you listeners may be from different parts of the world. There's a lot of different kinds of lobster, and I don't know about every single lobster, but I could do compare one to another would be the you know the main lobster, East Coast lobster with the claws, um, the ones you would see in restaurants in the in the aquarium. Um, that's the easy uh, point to recognize which ones they are, is they have those gigantic claws. And that's an East Coast lobster versus the spiny lobsters. You could usually find those in tropical climate, like in the Florida Keys and South. There's also in California, we have a spiny lobster as well. And this is, you know, we have colder water, more related to, um, you know, New York City. Um, This lobster is more of a lean type of meat compared to if you want to compare it to a white sea bass versus a tuna the main lobster on the east coast have cold cold water so they have more fat similar to a white sea bass and that's what makes it so delicious or a salmon whereas the spiny lobsters i could relate it to a tuna because a tuna is a much more leaner meat because they don't live in as cold as coldest climates as the white sea bass you know and sometimes they go they're in the same areas but you get what i mean if you know fish the second day hundreds of sheep's head you know this was really good because the first day uh certain areas you dive you look around there's a lot of closures you know going on and being an ethical responsible hunter sometimes it's good to just not take that shot if you see a fish and there's not too many others so uh, a California sheep's head, um, if you've never seen one, please do look it up. These fish are really badass looking. And the, ma- uh, the males and the females look uh, somewhat different. The, the females are usually uh, grayish purple. Um, their entire bodies, they have massive teeth for eating sea urchins. And the males are just spectacular. They got huge heads. They have like a big bump on their head sometimes when they're like um, in mature age and it just huge teeth and they have a big from the head and the tail are black and then down the middle from top to bottom is just a big red stripe so it's a very uh, iconic looking fish now I do believe since ceviche is from Mexico there are sheep's head in Mexico and there is something that I need to do research on because I feel as though ceviche was based on the fish sheep's head. You know, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate from this, but 
I mean, not hate, but question, I'm going to be questioned. So I, I'd like to find out the truth because there's something about sheep's head. Every fish has their best way of being cooked and or prepared. I strongly recommend if you're not a fisherman, if you ever get the opportunity to buy some in the store, once in a while, you'll see it. The sheep's head. You put that on lime or lemon for about two to four hours. Try not to go much longer than that before you're going to eat it. Because if you do too much lemon, it just tastes like any other fish. So basically what it does is the lemon kills all the bacteria on the outside. And the interior is you know untouched. So you don't have to worry about that. So you get a nice rare filet. Uh, just little chunks of meat, not filets. And dice it up. You could eat it any way you want. You could wrap it up in some sushi rice, put a little soy sauce on it. It kind of goes both ways. It could have an oriental kind of flavor if you put the soy sauce on it or, um, you know, the traditional Hispanic uh, spice. So great stuff. You got to try the California sheep's head. So I'm just just to let you guys know, this whole segment of podcast log number two is just going to be about fishing so if you have no interest in it probably should uh put this one on the back burner because i'm just going to keep going on fish and just dork out and go into detail about diving and spear fishing oh day two this was great because i was seeing hundreds of sheep's head it was a good day I took one male sheep's head and next off, you know, seeing that the sheep's head was great and all, but they, you know, that's a native fish. You see it all the time. The next fish I saw was a trigger fish. And what I found strange was there's no native trigger fish in Southern California, as far as I know, and especially not on the reefs. You know, I've been diving for quite a while, never seen one. And the next thing you know, I see a five pound trigger, a five pound trigger fish just swimming around. He starts to see me and they're an oddly shaped fish. And what he was trying to do was get under rock. I took the shot, um, very just little time. I just nicked him right in the tail, pulled him out, five pound trigger fish. Man, those things, he, he's got some gnarly teeth for biting in coral when I was gutting them in the water, I, you know, I like to check them what the animal's been eating. So I was going through, you know, its stomach and I was seeing, and this thing was eating mussels shells just right off the rocks. So this thing just got a badass bite. And when I was putting on my stringer, I was like, dang, I hope this guy doesn't just jump off and bite my finger. Cause <laughs> it was no jokes, man. So it was pretty cool to see the trigger fish. Um, if you'd like to see any pictures of what they look like, uh, you can go to my Instagram at Rex Panter, um, R-E-X-P-A-N-T-E-R. So that's my plug. So check me out on there and you can see what kind of fishing I've been up to. If you, well, if you're going to listen to this, you're going to find out as well. So it was cool seeing triggerfish in Southern California. How I cooked it, to nerd out on it, the first day... I did one filet of steamed on top of some rice, kind of like a paella, traditional dish um, from Spain. Uh, It was pretty good, you know, but I got to say, it just kind of, sometimes you cook it, it, 
it just kind of tastes like any other fish you know it was nothing out of the no ordinary so the next time um which the next day i went ahead and uh battered it up with a cornmeal mix and fried it in some coconut oil that is the way to go i had not sauteed it um so i don't know if that may be better but frying things usually always taste better and yeah it was overall man it was it was nice it could kind of reminded me of the um the tenderness of a swordfish so a little bit more tough but not you know not very chewable great for tacos so um i would say with the trigger fish uh definitely go for taco meat um probably try a saute i had not but frying it is just that delicious on day three um got a few more sheep's head and a sargo perch which is a rebel lip it's the only perch um in our area that people like are it's worth shooting some people will shoot the opali or the surf perch you know if they're having a bad day and they need need some meat but the rubber lip are actually sought after um it's overall good fish so um it's been a pretty good three days of diving so i just wanted to give the pod drop this podcast log number two and see or drop some knowledge on you guys maybe you are into spearfishing and there's maybe some people that want to get into it so if you have any questions feel free to uh, put comments on the podcast question log or in the comment box or go ahead and check out the instagram as well and i'd be happy to help you there and i've got one more thing to announce is dave norris on episode number one good buddy of mine from hawaii he's the pig trapper hunts mouflon sheep axis deer the whole nine yards and a diver as well um the guy you know he knows his stuff about hunting and i just we're talking about collaborating on upcoming episodes and maybe be putting different segments in on hunting hawaii so that's his instagram page if you want to check him out let us know what you think about that idea and we're weighing it out right now so stay tuned and um, we'll have some more material for you coming from the big island so again thanks again for checking out the podcast number two and hopefully next week you'll tune in again because we got some great media about hunting birds because that's the season right now so y'all take care thanks again